0: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu.
3: Ron and Anian. You know, is that used electric vehicle 20 grand? 30 grand? And then does it need a battery? What will that battery cost? 7, 8, 9, 10 grand? And where will that put them on the societal scale of being able to make a living? You know, those are the things I think about. Take your place in the drive the seat. The car doctor wants to talk about his 21 Hyundai electric vehicle. Jason. The floor is yours, brother. What's going on?
4: Yeah, so far I like the car, but um, I hate the tires, and it's definitely a pig on the corners. But if you're in a straightaway, you know it just it takes off.
0: Welcome to the radio home of Ron Ananian, the Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in.
3: The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, welcome. Ronnie, the car doctor at your service. No hullabaloo here, 855-560-9900 is the phone number. Let's get going right away. Let's go to Paul in Virginia, 91 Ford Bronco, and uh, some questions. Paul, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help?
4: Yes sir, uh great service you provide. Thank you. Uh I've got a yeah, 91 uh Bronco is got the 351 Windsor and uh the uh the exhaust has been replaced, but the there is a bit of a exhaust rumble from it and it's coming from the um the crossover pipe for the EGR.
3: You don't like that little tick, 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 especially when you start a cold? Come on, that gives a character.
5: <laughs>
4: well, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's it's not that. I had that on my 66 Thunderbird um, years ago uh, with the, um, you know, the FE block. That was uh, one of the things about the, uh, the exhaust manifolds. Right. Uh, could have a leak, and it, it sounded like a like um, like lifters, but it right. wasn't, of course.
3: Right. That's uh, you know, so, no. Some some say it's, that it's, that's it's, the engine on indicator. Um, you know, but that's oh. that's another story. So go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
4: Okay. Uh, no, this is just like a a bit of a oh, you know. Um, it, it sounds like you might like it to sound, but it isn't. Supposed to be that way, right? Um, so anyway, and well, they they actually do this more now than they did back then. But uh, the engine is actually pushed back into the firewall. Right. The so you, firewall surrounds the engine.
3: Right. So you can't get and it. And the can't get crossover pipe right. is
4: in the, is in between. Right. Yeah. So. I I don't know if there's a trick to getting that out without taking out the engine.
3: Well, um, and this is, for everybody's clarity here, and correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, this is the tube that's in the back of the engine, goes between the cylinder heads, and there's an air check valve with a hose on it that leads up to the Thermactor air pump, correct?
4: That I'm not 100% certain on. I had had the... um the uh, the exhaust system replaced uh, last fall. Okay, and after they got it done, they noticed. Well, gee, there's a leak from somewhere. What did we miss? And they um, they traced it down to this crossover, and they pointed it out to me while I was up on the lift, and you could see it was rusty, and it wasn't really making much of a sound then. But right. now it is
3: right. So, um, so the question becomes: Is this, And I'm am assuming this is a four wheel drive Bronco, Paul. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's it's which do you want to pull? Do you want to pull the motor or do you want to pull the trans? You know, if Neither. you if, if right. Well, I understand that, but I mean, if you can't if you can't get to if you can't gain access to that pipe, all right. And before you go and pull this pipe, just make sure you can get a replacement. All right. Uh, you know, make sure that, you know, there's. It's we're talking about a 32-year-old vehicle here. I'd be online with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go out to OReillyAuto.com and see if they've got an available replacement part. Um, but that's number one before you try and take this apart. Number two, if you can't get a wrench, there's two bolts holding this in to the back of the head. All right. Now, if you look at the front of the motor, there's an accessory bolt hole, like where the alternator brackets and power steering pump brackets go into the head. It's the same hole in the back of the head, so it's a, it's a pretty hefty bolt. All right? Uh, you know, if you, can okay. get, if, you, if you can get a wrench on that bolt and spin it out, great. All right? As long as you've got the clearance. You don't need much. You may have to take the upper intake plenum off, all right, to gain some access. You know, so you're leaning, you're, you're, you're stretched out over the top of it. You might have some success doing it that way. If memory serves me correct, I either did it one of two ways. I either did it that way, depending upon the actual year-make model and how much accessibility I had, or we'd pull the trans. And I believe we pulled the trans and then we could tilt the engine down in the back and we would gain just enough access to the bolts as it pivoted, again, depending upon your make model, that we would have access to that and we would change it then. Um, to tell you the truth, I remember doing it more by the trans method because it was usually the trans failed somewhere around the time that the EGR crossover tube it out and, or it was close and we'd say, hey, the trans is out. Do you want to deal with this now? Rather than have to come back and revisit it in a year. And They, they always said yes if I remember right. So, uh, you know, now if you find if you find that, you know, the pipe's no longer available, you know, now you've just got to, I believe it's a 5-8 thread pitch. I think it's a 5-8 coarse thread bolt that goes into the head, and you can just plug it with a bolt, get a short bolt, thread it in, you're done, and, you know, disable that part of the emission control. I'm not sure how legal that is, and I'll say it up here first. Uh, disabling an emission control in a 32-year-old vehicle, but I'm also not sure that they care anymore because how many 91 Broncos are still running around? Um, Not that there's a mark. I'm not trying to mark the vehicle, but I'm just trying to say that, you know, it seems as the numbers drop, they worry less about emissions. And, uh, you know, if my choice was drive the vehicle quiet or don't drive it at all, I'd drive the vehicle quiet with a missing EGR tube. It's done every day, and it's not affecting the environment from that vehicle. Um, you know, yeah. modern vehicle, different yeah, conversation. And,
4: and and EGR is supposed to keep the, the temperature of the engine down, but it doesn't run hot. I mean,
3: well, it, what EGR it, does, it, what EGR does, exhaust gas recirculation, is it lowers cylinder temperature, all right, by diluting the air fuel charge to lower the flash point of the combustion process, so what we're doing is we're putting we're putting um, if this is a fireplace instead of dry oak we're putting a bit of a damp piece of wood in there to help lower the flame front so it burns but it burns at a lower point because that reduces oxides of nitrogen um, which is a pollutant. That's the and that's, and that's the textbook explanation.
4: Okay, my my take on all this is that. Uh, it actually lowers your performance um, because you're you're lowering the the flashpoint so it's um
3: i don't know it's the, not- i don't know yeah i don't know if I agree with that you want know you want to find out disconnect the vacuum line at the eGr valve or disconnect the electrical connector i'm sorry this is this has got a three wire electrical connector at the eGr
4: Yeah, it has that and vacuum. It has
3: both. Right, okay. I thought it would. 91. Disconnect disconnect them and go for a ride. I don't think you're going to see a difference in the way this vehicle runs. I really don't. Either way. Either way. I don't think it's going to matter. I think this is more a matter of, you know, what my biggest concern is, you've got a leaking EGR pipe right at the back of the head, and if the exhaust leak gets big enough, you're going to induce exhaust into the cabin and hurt yourself. Yeah
4: yeah I haven't noticed that at all, and I'm very sensitive to the smell of exhaust right. uh or you know like a cigarette or anything like that and right. somebody's driving to, in front of me and he's got a cigarette- he's he's smoking and his window's down I notice it so
3: yeah so but I that's just, that's how I'd, i don't
4: smoke so i guess that's why.
3: yeah that's how i'd approach it um so it's yeah. listen at the end of the day. Let's, let's leave it here. It's all nuts and bolts. If you can get access to them, mm-hmm. take them out, pull the, pull the tube. If you can't, then the engine of the trans has to come out, one or the other. There's no magic. There's no mystery. All right? How many miles are or, on this?
4: Or, pull, or pulling the head. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but if... if you, none of it's easy.
3: Yeah, none of it's easy, or you're going to pull the heads. How many miles are on this truck?
4: Uh... It's uh just broken in actually, barely. Uh it's got like a hundred was it like a hundred and fifteen?
3: Okay. That's not a lot of miles. Yeah. No. So you know No, it's, it's, it's
4: been it's been mostly uh show. So you know it's it's a silver anniversary.
3: Right. It's probably easier. It's it's realistically easier in my mind to pull the trans and the transfer case as an assembly find a shop that's got it because the transfer case is the is the mount for the trans if i remember right uh i don't think the trans hung off the Mm -hmm. end i think i think the transfer case held the mount for the rear of the trans so if you find the right shop and they've got a transfer case mount adapter still hooked to their trans jack it's going to be a matter of going in bolting it up i think that's a lot quicker and easier to pull it out you want to pull the trans apart and reseal it it's 32 years old i wouldn't find fault in that um, and that that might make more sense because while well, you can still get parts and reseal the trans, that might be the idea if it's got any leaks. But, uh, you know, to pull the motor, um, I, I like the other way better, but that's just me. All right, kiddo? Yeah.
4: Okay. All right. Thanks a lot.
3: You're very welcome, Paul. Good luck to you. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Running 9900 the Car Doctor. We're coming back right after this.
2: Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit bartesian.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm your vehicle, baby
0: vehicle not taking you where you want to go? Well, call Ron. He's the expert at making your vehicle take you where you need it. 855-560-9900. And now, back to Ron. Hey, next up, Joe from Pennsylvania,
3: 95 Chevy Lumina. Joe, welcome to The Car Doctor. How can I help?
6: Yes.
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I had a windshield leak on this uh, anteater-looking van here. I use it for deliveries and hauling. And uh, water getting through the center of the top air cleaner you know the old-fashioned air cleaner right and here it flooded it out in there I started up and only ran for a few seconds and quit never started again how can I get that water out of there
3: well so you're what you're saying is water ran down inside under the hood in through the air box down into the down into the cylinders of the engine right okay
1: I could get at the front ones there easy And I didn't see anything. It must have been on the other side where it was leaning. I guess one side goes to the front, and then one side of the injectors goes to the other.
3: Did it crank funny, Joe, when it happened?
1: Uh, It tried to start.
3: But did it it crank with hesitation?
1: Uh... No, no, no. It's a battery, and everything's fine. I looked at no, the that's distributor, not what that's, that's, but there's that, no that, water in there. Yeah,
3: that's not what I'm thinking. What I'm what I'm asking is, you, so okay, so you're describing to me, you think water actually went in the engine, or it covered the top of the outside?
6: Well,
1: it was inside the air cleaner, around the ring there, so some got in there.
3: Okay, did it go down the throat of the carburetor? This is a carb. Oh, yes. Is this a carbureted that's vehicle it. or an injected vehicle?
1: It's that old-fashioned uh, S two uh, injectors on the. Ball. Okay.
3: All right. So does it crank normally now? You go, to, you go to start it. it makes that normal sound? Oh, yeah, it
1: cranks normally. It okay. tries to start, but how can I get... Another thing, I can't get at the back plugs. My bottom motor mounts are all rotten. I'm afraid to even touch it. That yeah,
3: that's and the problem is it has to pivot forward. If you look at the dog bone mount, I believe on the left side of the engine compartment, as you're looking at it, there's going to be... Uh, you would take that bolt out and then tilt the motor forward,
1: Right, you have and, to take out the right. the fan and everything. Well, I don't
3: remember taking the fan out. I just remember taking that dog bone, loosening the dog bone mount up, moving the bolt, and then the motor pivoted forward. There's a um, there's a pull hook that we would put a pry bar in, and we would pull the motor forward with that and then put the bolt that we just took out of the dog bone into that little hole at the bottom and use that to position and hold it in place, and that would give us access uh, to yes, the back but three but plugs. Yeah, anyway, it's
1: all... It's all rotted under there. And in fact, I got a bar on the front from one. Uh, all
3: right. So let me ask support you this. To
1: hold the engine, it, it's all loose, the engine and the motor mounts are rotted. If I touch it, everything will fall apart. All right. How yeah. can I, what can I pour? Like well, a you,
3: like
1: WD 40 or something? No, I mean, oh, how, I long, how, that on the
3: how, how long ago did this happen, Joe?
1: Uh, just a few days ago. Okay. After um, the, a lot of the rain here.
3: Just, Just stupid questions. Did you check for spark?
1: It's got spark. It's kind of a little yellow. Okay. But I looked inside the distributor. And no, 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 no.
3: How how did you check? How, how did how did you check for spark?
1: I uh, took a screwdriver into one of the That's, boots yeah. and I had uh, my friend yeah. crank it.
3: It's not accurate. Go buy a spark tester. Spend twenty bucks. If we're going to be scientific about it, or we can stand here and guess all day. Here's why. Oh, yeah, I Here.
1: guess it could here's, be a coincidence. Well,
3: but here's why. Yeah, but here's why. Listen, we could talk about coincidence, and, you know, let's talk about diagnostics, all right? We're going to diagnose it. Let's diagnose it right. If you want to check for spark on an internal combustion engine, I don't care if this is a 95, a 55, or a 2055 vehicle. They all work the same way in that sense that, you know, we got to diagnose it the same. Checking for spark using a screwdriver doesn't replicate the amount of load that the ignition system would be under trying to fire a gap across a spark plug inside inside of a cylinder of an engine. So if you're going to tinker with cars, spend twenty bucks. Get down to your local auto parts store, buy a spark plug tester. It'll it'll look like a it'll either look like a long piece of black plastic with one end that plugs into the plug wire, the other end goes to ground, and you'll be able to set the gap to whatever you want, thirty or forty thousand volts. Does it fire a nice hot blue spark across that? It probably will, but let's eliminate it. Okay.
1: Well, another thing, why wouldn't it run on the three cylinders well, uh, on
3: the front? And that's my second question. Why wouldn't it run on the three cylinders on the front? Okay? If it's got fuel and it's got spark, it should at least run and just run terrible. I know. Unless, unless, you know, gallons of water went into this engine, which is back to my first question, how did it crank? If it cranked like it had hydrostatic lock, like you were trying to compress water, but then you would be telling me that... Then you would be telling me that it starts to run, it tries to run, and you're getting backfires through the intake or out the exhaust because you bent the valve. And I don't think you did. I think no,
1: no, not that much water. Right.
3: I think something's... I, I just
1: I, run three weeks ago, Ron.
3: Right. Listen, I I just think... I don't want to beat the horse deader than it is. I just think you've got a spark issue. It's either spark or fuel, brother. All right? Um, it's It's one or the other. So the starting
1: fluid doesn't work either. Right. So
3: it's let's let's eliminate fuel. If we wanna if we wanna jump the horse and get ahead of ourselves, it's gonna be related to spark. Okay. Take that spark tester that you're gonna buy, plug it into the coil wire. You got a separate coil wire on this car, right? Right. Okay. Plug it into the coil wire. Plug it into the coil wire going to the distributor cap. Does the coil fire enough? Plug it coming out of the distributor cap to one of the plug wires. Does the ignition system fire enough? If it does, it's not spark. Pull the front three plugs. What do they look like?
1: Uh, there was just a little gas on the one lower one to where it was leaning. That
3: well, way. One, one's not going to prevent this thing from starting. If this doesn't start, it's either got a lot more water in it than you believe, and somehow you're going to have to open up those back three cylinders, okay? Or you've got a weak spark issue that's just not allowing this to start. It's that simple. This is a real simple, basic motor, kiddo. It's fuel. It's fuel spark. It's fuel spark or compression. I mean, that's it. it.
1: Ran great. Ran great before that.
3: Right. So let's 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 let's. You know what? If this was a lawnmower, how would you attack it? Right. Fuel spark and compression. compression something mechanical. Yeah. Let's go back to basics. I don't care how old it is. I don't care how rusty something is. Let's go back and do basics. All right. Call me back when you know more. We'll go from there. Good luck to you. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's back right after this. back. Ron named the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. By the way, I should point out in the coming weeks, I'm not sure when he's going to do it, it's up to Tom. Tom's going to be giving away a Carlson break swag bag. Uh Tom, you're not playing with that stuff, are you? I mean, the, there's a shop light in there, there's a a tat a Stop t-shirt
1: looking at your video monitor.
3: So, you're not allowed to do that. You know, that stuff's for Come the on. listeners. So, but um, Ron, yeah, maybe next week, maybe the week after. We'll see when Tom wants to give it up and stop using it, but um, we'll actually promise that we send you out a fresh kit. So, but um, yeah, that's coming up in the weeks to come. And, it, you know, it's to commemorate, Carlson Brake actually came out with a, you know, when you do the brake job and you're you're doing brakes and uh, you buy pads and rotors, but then you find out that, you know, the, the boots for the caliper guide pins are, are rotted out or the, the shim hardware isn't included in the brake kit or, you know, all the little itchy pitchy parts that you need. Um, well, Carlson's got that in their kits and their, their component-specific, vehicle-specific to the vehicle that you're working on. So uh, good stuff. Kind of a neat idea. Just sort of makes it easier one-stop shopping from the folks over at Carlson. Um, let's go over to the phones. Let's go back to uh, Mike. Let's go to Mike in Iowa and see what's here. Mike, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help?
6: Hi. I, uh, I've listened to you for years, Was so it's fun to talk to you for a minute I want a car that has
4: simplicity. I hate all this complexity. We need a car that's durable and, you know, easier to work on, that whole thing.
6: Are they ever going to do something like that again, or are they too smart for
3: that? Nah, those days are gone. You know, we were talking about this. It's funny. We were talking about this the other day in the shop, Uh, just the simplicity of things, you know, that and the conversation started with we were talking about finding a misfire on a straight 6 Chevrolet and um you know you'd stand there with a long screwdriver and you'd put it to your ear and you'd put it down at the cylinder and you'd listen for the tick and you'd you'd listen and feel where the miss was and you know just just some of the simple things that you could do but now you know now listen we had a um what was it it was a 15 no a 13 a 2013 Subaru four cylinder. We were doing maintenance on it. We put spark plugs in it. That's So we did. Started it up and had a misfire. Danny looked at me, I looked at him, I said, What do you think? He says, I don't know. He goes, I was real careful. He always is. Right? Like all of a sudden we've got a miss. Well I said, get out a scan tool. Let's look at fuel trim. We'll decide which cylinder it's on. Look at see what code it's setting, etc. 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 It turns out that and this is true on all the newer Subarus, the porcelain of the spark plug that is external from the cylinder, you know, on the on the wire side or on the coil side. It's so thin. Now, Danny was using a $42 state-of-the-art magnetic tip, magnetic hold-it-in-place spark plug socket, you know, nothing, nothing cheap, no junk, and it must have tweaked the body of the shell of the hex just enough that it cracked the porcelain of the plug and the whole thing fell apart on insertion. And... Uh, you know, it gave us ten minutes of head scratching on a Friday when we didn't need it. So yeah, there's there's just nothing simple out there. You know, Mike, it's it's even the simplest um becomes complicated by virtue of the complexity of what it is today. And it wouldn't matter. Uh, it, just, it just bothers me
6: that that they are so smart about this and they couldn't care less about the mechanic or the customers. Like we need something that's durable and and simple.
3: Well, you know, they're gonna I remember, it's got to be 15 years ago, 15 years ago there was talk in the industry about how, you know, the day will come, the chickens will come home to roost was the expression I remember the guy used. And he said the chickens will come home to roost because you're going to see a point in time when, and it won't take much to upset the apple cart, he said, when all of a sudden it's going to be a three week wait to get a car into a repair shop. It's going to be a longer wait to get into a dealership and you're going to see a shortage of cars and you're going to see a shortage of parts. And it wasn't it wasn't Bill Gates or Donald Trump that said this, um, so you know it was somebody it was somebody in the automotive industry, and I think about my, that. My I, vehicle was twenty years old. Well, yeah, but you're the exception. But you know, I think about that guy from time to time, and you know, it's 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 just it's true because now you know I don't know what everybody else is like. We're two weeks out easy, maybe three on certain things. I know dealerships, I've heard stories of people dropping cars off of dealers and they're being told, Yeah, we'll get to it in about two and a half, three weeks. Put it over there in that pile. Um, you know, we're busy. That's awesome. And and what's gonna happen well, when, when the more complex, when that electric vehicle comes out or the next generation internal combustion engine comes out with more complexity, it just it just it just takes more time and it takes more to deal with and there's more to stop and consider and you know, simple things like spark plug changes. Everything is complicated. There's nothing simple anymore. And
6: yeah, well, I fully agree, and it's sad because yep. it's not an improvement sometimes.
3: Nope. I think we've overcomplicated a lot of things. So Yeah, well and, I appreciate
6: uh, you being there. I've enjoyed listening to you for a long time. So listen, thanks a lot.
3: You're very welcome, sir. Guys like you and for everybody else, I'm glad to be here and I'll continue to do so until they I guess until they throw me off the air. So but um we'll see what happens. Let's go over to another Mike, Mike in Pennsylvania, twenty two Subaru. And uh, some questions. Mike, welcome to the car, Doctor.
6: Yes, yeah, so along the same lines, just some general information. Uh, uh, our, my wife and I are looking at a new car. It's a 2022 truck. Okay. And she wants to get a stick shift because she's had them all her life. And my my thought on it, that we're in our 70s, that when it needs a new clutch, there won't be anybody to replace it well to, besides her that could drive it
3: you know there's there's almost nobody to replace them now mike so you know uh <laughs> um you know it's so i'll answer it like this if you were in new jersey if i had to do a clutch in a car right now at the shop um right. i would have to buy besides buying the clutch components the disc and the plate and the bearing and stuff i'd have to uh-huh. buy, i'd have to buy a new flywheel there's there's, okay, okay. there's nobody within 50 miles of me that I'm aware of that grinds or cuts flywheels anymore. So, you know, it's already happened. The manual transmission is so low on the totem pole of the industry that nobody sees the need. It's just cheaper to buy a flywheel. Um, I'd buy the right. standard. Listen, if, if you like buying it, you know, Ron's number one rule. Buy something you like, because when it breaks, you won't mind fixing it. You know? <laughs> it, 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 in all the other sticks that you've had, in all the vehicles you've had over your driving career... You know, how many times have you put a clutch in the same car? Once? Twice?
6: Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. We've never put a clutch in. Yeah.
3: Okay. So, you know, listen. What? So so think of it like this. Buy an automatic, and why don't you worry about in 10 years, if you still got the car, if you can get a computer module or computer chips for whatever electronic component breaks... And yeah, you know,
6: <laughs> they'll be obsolete too. <laughs>
3: right. So back to back to back to Ron's first rule: buy something you like because when it breaks, you won't mind fixing it. And if you can't fix it, at least you enjoy driving it for the past eight or ten years, whatever it was.
6: Well, you know? our other thought in that was that uh, we were going to keep our old car, which is a stick, and use that for the stick shift, and the other one just to have, you know, for driving long distances because we got a. uh 2009 suzuki sx4 and it has a stick in it
3: well and that's not a bad idea either now the suzuki i've got to tell you if you brought if if you brought me a suzuki and said ron i need basic service and parts i wouldn't have a clue where to find parts there isn't a suzuki dealer i think within 100 miles of me
6: right, so. right well the parts are are obsolete they well they're uh mm. We're having this problem with that now. Right. We can't get parts for
3: it. Uh-huh. Right. We can't get parts for, you know what I'll call mainstream, Subaru, Toyota, Honda, Ford, Chevrolet, etc. Um you bring me in a Suzu or a Suzuki? Uh, <laughs> Brother, you got a problem. <laughs> oh. Okay. You got a problem. Okay. All right, but I appreciate the call, Mike. Buy the stick. No, I appreciate buy the stick. Your show. Listen, do, think of it like this. Will your wife be happy if you buy her the stick? <laughs> Sure she would. Right, and if, you, <laughs> if if you don't, you're going to hear about it. So you know what? If Mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy, brother. Buy her nobody, the stick.
6: I'm going to hear about it no matter what. Right.
3: This way, at least. <laughs> hey, honey, I bought you the manual transmission. I bought you the stick. It's not my fault. So
6: there you go. Go with the flow.
3: <laughs> Peace, brother. Be well.
6: Okay. Thank you.
3: You're very welcome, sir. I'm running eighty in the car, doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
2: For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Artesian premium cocktails on demand.
3: Welcome back. We're on the Car Doctor at 855-560-9900. Let's get over to Oliver in Virginia. Oliver, welcome to the Car Doctor. How can I help?
7: Hey, buddy, I think I might have figured something out here. I'm looking at my book. There's this fellow in Missouri. He can, you can buy these books, you know, for uh, the actual workshop manual. Okay. Anyway, 2004 tourists, Uh the anti theft, it, it's a theft light. Like in my Lincoln, I got an 05 Lincoln, and uh, it'll start blinking when you lock the vehicle right this is my mother's vehicle and the vehicle is not locked and the light is steadily blinking
3: okay so but will the the car starts and runs
7: and 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 the anti-theft like if i hit the button for like the uh panic button i can make the horns blow and i can turn it off everything it seems like the
3: Oliver, the car starts and runs, correct? You can drive the car. Oh yes, yeah, it's normal. Oh yeah yeah, it's just now is oh, the,
7: is well, the, it does I don't know.
3: is the security light will, flashing? Uh, is the security light flashing while you're driving it?
7: No when you start it it goes out.
3: okay. So if you lock the car, does the does the flash rate or does the security light change anything in the way that it continues to flash?
7: Well, I haven't, but it's supposed after reading my book, it's supposed to flash every two seconds, so I have not locked the car and checked that.
3: Right. And then my other question is, does the dome light work? Yes. So if you open the door and close the door, the dome light goes on, the dome light goes out.
7: Exactly. And I just locked the car and and the, uh... And now I'm unlocking the car, and the dome light is on before I even open the door. And, of course, the dome light's on. Yes.
3: Okay. Because you could also be looking at a bad door jam switch, which is part of the latch assembly in that car, and one of the key giveaways right. will be whether or not the dome light operates properly. Or it could be in one of the other doors. It doesn't necessarily have to be the driver's door. It could even be in the trunk. The trunk. Yep.
7: The head, the, the hood.
3: So so the right Listen way to approach to this, is, you know, we're trying to we're trying to do this grassroots, but the right way to approach this would be to grab a scan tool and at least scan the gem module, which is the generic electronic module. That's what it stands for. Uh, left side of the left side floor area of the driver's side of the vehicle. That might have a fault in it. All right. The fact that the vehicle yeah. starts and runs I don't believe this is an anti-theft event. This is a security event. This is telling you that uh, you know, a doors it's it's not seeing all the doors lock. It's not seeing the trunk closed. It's not seeing the hood latched, etc. All right? So it, Listen, could, it, okay. it it could be a it could Listen be a problem with switches more than anything else.
7: Okay. Listen to this. The anti theft indicator is always or never on. No three second indicator prove out. CJB, fuse, blah, 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 security, theft. You know where this is the uh, diagnosis.
3: Right. But, well, CJB,
7: I'm fuse, not. Fuse, security, theft, LED, PCM.
3: I'm not sure what it is you're reading there, Oliver just you know but approach it from i don't believe this is an anti theft event i think you've got a security issue perimeter security as far as something's not locking or latching so look at it from there the clock's gonna take me brother you need more call me next week 8555609900 we're back right after this Hey, 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 Ron and Andy the Car Docs. Thanks for sticking with us this hour. It's always good to hear from you. Um, Kathy wrote in from Missouri. She said, Ron, I've been listening to the show, and I want to know why it is that some of the electric vehicle callers always take a one-sided stance and don't think that perhaps the EV future could be 50-50. I don't know, Kath. I really don't, but that's a, you bring up a, an interesting point. Um, you know, why can't it be 50-50? Because I don't think the EV future is all ev i just don't think it's practical and i think we're finding that out now um so but uh, as always i appreciate your thoughts and uh, i'm glad to have anybody come up here and take the stage and 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 bring it up so let's talk about it um hey recently in the news this week there's two things i want to cover real quick before we go uh the white house has announced there's plans for new standards for a national network of 500,000 electric vehicle chargers um and uh, the the (laughs) You know, the, the, the dollar point, the price point is it's going to include $7.5 billion in this package for an electrical vehicle in, infrastructure and $7.5 billion to electrify public transportation. Um, and over the last year, the government has been evaluating how to distribute that money. Well, give me a couple of bucks. I'll put an EV station out in front of the shop. Um, yeah, why not? So that's where our tax dollars are going. Now, this is my tinfoil hat black helicopter conspiracy theory. What if all this rise in gas price... Is going to that seven and a half billion dollars hmm like that guy on rowan and martin's laughing said very interesting i know tom will have that in the open somewhere along the way next week But, um, yeah, you wonder. So, seven and a half, we're spending $15 billion. Very
4: interesting.
3: He's ahead of me. Uh, What
4: do you mean,
5: very interesting? It was stupid.
3: It, It was stupid. $15 billion on an electric vehicle future. My God. Federal investigators are looking into the Tesla autopilot crash issue. This out of San Francisco just recently this week. Federal investigators are stepping up their probe at the Tesla autopilot the driver-assisted system that comes equipped with the electric vehicles as they evaluate the features role in repeated crashes with parked emergency vehicles. So um, they've got their chores. They've got their, you know, they've got their hands full. They've got a chore in front of them. Uh, They've got a test to cut out in front of them. Um, They've been evaluating the issue since August of 2021. They've had nearly a dozen crashes in similar circumstances. They've identified 15 injuries and one death, and uh, they're taking a hard look at it. Tesla is claiming safety. NHTSA says otherwise, so we'll see where that goes. But, um... Just be aware, right, with every new technology, as the circumference of technology increases, so do the uh, potential of problems and issues to be dealt with. So nothing's perfect. Till the next time, I'm running in the car doctor looking up saying I got to go. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.
6: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com.